presents dadcast our second episode in the ongoing podcasting of the trials and tribulations of the fathers in this world i uh i listen often to the bill burt podcast which is bill burr and burt kreischer and today bill burr said that a being a father with a newborn is kind of like being the starting left offensive tackle on a football field, and um, it actually makes a whole lot of sense. So we are no longer in Baby Bennett watch, and for a second we thought we may be lost. But then some exciting news came up, and we have a new baby watch upon us, which is why our guest today has joined us. Um, that guest being... Jow! Hi, I was almost I was almost gonna say you shouldn't say my name and we should just have the conversation and see if the true listeners of F and Cultured could pick out my voice. Of course, <laughs> just they figure can. out who it all, was. All seven of them can figure <laughs> out. Yeah, so Jow is here today with a special announcement right off the top of Dadcast Two. It's my birthday, Happy and I'm birthday. pregnant, and he's pregnant, ladies Woo! and gentlemen. Junior is not a work of fiction. Andrew Casarco is physically pregnant with a child. Arnold Schwarzenegger did it first. Now, Andrew. I'm more (laughs) pregnant with a Pepe's pizza and a plate full of nachos right now, but I definitely, definitely have a very pregnant wife upstairs. Um, Today (laughs) is actually my birthday, and it's also the end of the first trimester. And the beginning of the second trimester, or whatever that nonsense is, and that's when you're usually in the green light to tell people. Yeah, it, uh, they call it. They call some people call it the green light zone. If you you generally wait twelve weeks before making it public, because after twelve weeks, the percentages of the child making it all the way like go exponentially up. Yeah. Um, and you can feel confident about saying, like, hey, we're going to have a baby. Right. So congratulations, Andy. Thank you very much. It's very interesting, the the whole birthday tie-in to this pregnancy. Well, first of all, it's the first time I'm going to be a dad. Let's get right. that right. Let's rip that Band-Aid off for everybody. But uh, not to be too much information, the child was conceived on my wife's birthday. Happy birthday, Elijah. Bum, first. Bum. First trimester. Teddy was, Teddy was also conceived on Carly's birthday. Oh, okay. So we got that in common then. <laughs> <laughs> Who, uh, wait, is Carly... Why do I want to say Carly is an April baby? April 29th. Yeah, and Elijah's April 25th. There we go. And I'm July 12th, and, and you I'm are... I'm July 18th. So, <laughs> so 
So was Teddy almost on your that that trimester was almost on? Um, uh, I mean, I can't really remember. I I remember, I remember us telling people on Father's Day, even though it was like two weeks yeah. before we should have. Yeah. Because Carly had like a run of really shitty stuff go on, and I was like, sure. let's let's tell Pop Pop and the family. And that'll make us feel a little better. And that was Father's Day, which is towards like the last weekend of June. So yeah, right. it must have been right around my birthday. Yeah. See, and we did. Uh, we found out on Mother's Day. So that's when the wife first took the pregnancy test, and they came back, and she woke me up at the ass crack of dawn, and she had the two tests, and she was like, "What does that say?" And you know when you wake up and you can't fucking see a damn thing, no matter mm-hmm. what. It's like that second. She's shoving like piss pregnancy tests in my face. It had the cap on it. In the morning, and I'm just like, <laughs> "What the fuck are you trying to make me read? What's going on?" And she's like, "Well, I, I'm like, I, I'm sorry, I can't read that. My eyes aren't focusing." So she hands me the other one. That's like the the simple one. That's like, "Yes, yeah," and, and or, whatever like that. And then I look pregnant. at her, and I didn't need to read it. I couldn't visibly see what it was, and just to know that it's what it you know what it read. But uh, that was on Mother's Day, and it, it was the day that we found out. We turned around, and we did tell our families that day, even though that's crazy early. It's but your family, though. We wanted to – well, we figured it was Mother's Day, and it was really kind of like odd, perfect timing to to break that kind of news to people. Mm-hmm. So, we, I mean, we just found out that my grandmother has cancer. Um, so right. we were – we yeah, the no, energy of the food up. this I know. podcast. But it, it was one of those things where we wanted to kind of give her something to look forward to to kind of keep going uh, because that's kind of some defeating news. And she's always wanted us to have a baby. So we told her and there was no way that my mother wasn't going to hear about it if we told my grandmother. So we told them and it was a pretty fun way to reveal it, too, because we went to go visit my grandmother first and my mother was already over there. We didn't expect it. So I tried to finagle the three of them into a picture, and I was just like, hang on, I just want to get a picture of mom, grandma, and great-grandma. And, dude, my mother just burst out crying, I'm going to be a grandma. Like, she was going nuts. So it it happened perfectly for us. That's awesome. And now, on my birthday, I get to tell everybody that listens to Effing Cultured and the rest of the world that I'm going to be a dad. Woo! the baby jow that nobody asked for, but everybody wants. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Congratulations again. Thank so, you. so were you guys openly trying or was this just a, we're going to stop birth control and see what happens type thing? That's, uh, that's pretty much uh, kind of what happened. It was, you know, for the longest time we were very concerned with both money and careers and all that kind of stuff. And we got to the point where I was looking at the budget every month and I was like, you know something, I'm running out of things that I want to buy so much so that we're saving money by default every month. Like I'm not even trying to save money and we're doing it. So I looked at her. I'm like, I think we're good. I think we can afford a kid, even though they're expensive and this and that. But I think the whole wasteful spending, selfish mindset of material wants has kind of fallen away and i wanted something more yeah so i told my wife and i'm and, and i you know i showed her the budget and all that kind of stuff and she was like yeah okay <laughs> i put and, it all out there in numbers <laughs> it was on an excel spreadsheet that that's said, literally how i work man here, here you go um, honey. <laughs> so what we did was you know we pulled the goalie 
and we said, you know what, we're not going to be trying, but if it happens, then awesome. If it doesn't happen, we won't have our our hopes and dreams crushed, and we won't be going through depression and all that. Now, I'm going to admit right here and now, and I don't think I've even talked about this with my wife, we kind of forgot that the end, end zone was unguarded when the pandemic hit and yeah, yeah. never sent anybody to go guard the field. <laughs> so in one way, yes, very much planned and ready for at another, on another hand, we're eh, probably kind of an accident, not really thinking things through. Oh, but well, I mean, you, you thought it through enough to pull the goalie and you sat there and said what, Whatever happens, happens, and that there you go. Right, but that yeah. that wasn't when there wasn't a, a worldwide pandemic going well, on. Well, you know, <laughs> life life goes on, <laughs> and the youth the youth are are uh, are doing okay right now. So we should bring True. some more in. True, and yeah. mothers. That's another thing to to, to point out is that you know it, I've trust me I've done the fucking research. Most moms and stuff like that 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 do contract COVID while pregnant have been okay and this and that. I do have still, I still have concerns though, because my wife has asthma and you know what I mean? Like, so I'm, you know, it's still one of those things where people are like, oh, it's not a big deal. We're young and we're okay. And I'm like, you're not fucking coming over my house. I, I, I'm not risking my wife and my child because you want to come over and watch a movie or lift weights. Right, right, right. No, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, it's just the reality of the times right now. Like I, you know, we, at the next dad cast we do, hopefully, will be Rick telling us his story with his wife. And I know, you know, I've had, I think he's the third or fourth friend that's given birth since everything's locked down. Yeah. Well, not he didn't give birth, but who's right. been in the hospital. And every single, like, it's not like it used to be. Like, when Carly gave birth that day, we had, like, my mom, my dad, my sister, her then boyfriends, my mother-in-law, father-in-law, sister-in-law, fiance, brother-in-law, her aunt, uncle, three kids, um, and like two of our, no, four of our friends. It was just a nonstop onslaught of people coming in and visiting yeah. us. And Carly loved it. Carly was you know, amped up and feeling good and, sure. you know, she was doing great and I was falling asleep in the <laughs> hell, hell bed chair that I every dad I listened to dad cast one I'm, I'm fully aware of how 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 tiring it was for you, Bobby. I feel so <laughs> bad for you to that have is, to go through that. That is not what a I'm long saying. I'm and just saying. strenuous thing for you. Like, oh. Kayla and Rick <laughs> Kayla and Rick brought a baby home. What's today? The twelfth. They brought a baby home. Uh, what? Eight days ago now? Seven, seven, eight days ago. They brought her home, and like, I don't know if Grandma and Grandpa have seen them yet. Her, Haley. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You don't. They were in the hospital, and even though they were in a birthing wing, and they probably had their temperature taken, and you know all that stuff. Like, it's just, it. You can't, especially with that new, 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 like the yeah. most fragile thing you've ever held, new thing. Yep. It's terrifying. No, nope. and and that's the, been the thing is that like when and I hate to compare kids to animals, but when we first got married, my wife and I got a dog because that's usually what people do to kind of test themselves. Are we ready to keep something alive for more than six months? And when <laughs> I, when we when we got the dog, I was out of work. I got laid off right before we got married, 
And when I, w- before we pulled the trigger on the dog, I looked at my wife and I said, no matter what, he eats first because he's not being he's not signing up for this. I know you're looking at me weird because it's a fucking dog, but this was my mentality. He didn't ask to be adopted or, or, you know, by us. We decided to get him. We decided to take on that responsibility of, you know, raising an animal and keeping it alive and this and that. So he has no fault. There's no reason why he should starve. We put that that as our priority. Now the dog eats fucking third. My my wife is second, or my my kid and my wife are first and second. And the the dog is third, and if I have to miss a meal, it's fine. I was but, gonna say you don't you don't have control whether your wife or child eats first right now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That that it's it's in not even in dispute. Um, but but now that's my mentality is that my one priority in life is that kid. So it it's whatever I got to do to take care of my kid. That's that's my one thing. But anyway, let's get into the fun stuff on this. All right, subject. man. The, I'm I am I am. First Open and ready. Uh, b- before before we get into it, though, I'm just Go gonna I'm gonna put a disclaimer. We've been going strong for 12 and a half minutes, which is great. <laughs> but both of our computers are being assholes right now, so we're going to try our best to keep this as fluid as possible. But yes, if if stuff goes on, if someone freezes or something goes on, I'll probably make something like a little announcement or something, and then I'll just start talking, or Jow will just start talking until we get back to normalcy and can have a conversation again. I'm just putting that disclaimer out there now. We've, excuse me, we've had issues today, so hopefully we'll you see what happens. Jinx it, but we'll oh, see. I wanted to let them know in case it happened. So okay, so last time on Dadcast. You went through the whole story of what it's like to be a dad, uh, you know, by the side of your wife during the, uh, an ungodly amount of labor, which God bless women for going through that shit, man. Just yeah, man. not even for not even for our kids, but for us. Like, shout out to my mom for I don't know how long she was in labor with me, but, you know, hats off to the ladies for doing that shit. Um but you gave the story about what it's like to be a dad in that position. And I know one of the worst things is, you know, feeling so fucking helpless, probably, that you can't do anything to kind of move this along. And you just kind of watch the, the woman that you love suffer kind of through all that pain and stuff. Um, but what, what I wanted to do, because now I'm just now entering the the public zone with this. And I granted, I, like I said, we told mom and dad and grandma and stuff like that a couple weeks ago they've known yeah they've known for over a month now right but yeah but so since mother's day so that's been like that's two months almost two months so we are already dealing with them and i can't wait to deal with the public like when i said (laughs) like friends outside of the immediate family dealing with other people's nonsense regarding my kid who hasn't even been born yet so one of the things that's been big, and I know you have a little bit of a disagreement on this stance, but we don't want to know if it's a boy or a girl until kiddo pops its head out and waves. And you know what I mean? Like whether well, or not you won't know until you get a little further than the, the hand and head. Yeah. Yeah. Just, well, just something letting will... you know that's they yeah. all look the same except for a little difference. I assume. <laughs> but so okay so we have names picked now it's either gonna okay. be uh well you don't you don't need to say that no no, no unless we're, you're comfortable with it we're openly telling people what the names okay. are and right. that's been a mistake because the yes yep. the 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 first names like the 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 
immediate names. So, okay, if it's a girl, we're going with Sydney Noel. Mm-hmm. Sydney named after the heroine from Scream because we all know I'm a horror guy and Scream yeah. is my big to-do. Uh, I'm a giant Christmas nerd. I, so no, Noel is the reason for the middle name. It's funny. I like I like forget that we're recording and I'm like, why are you telling me all this? I can I know why you picked these names. Oh wait, people sure are the, listening to us. Yeah, if people <laughs> are listening, they can understand. Um and then uh, my wife has also kind of gotten on board with the whole Christmas craziness too. Yeah, uh, this is close, man. Which is why if it's a boy, the boy's name will be Nicholas as in Saint Nick. Saint Nick. And then because she's Italian, she had to fucking shoehorn her dad's name in as the middle name. I don't know why. Giuseppe? No, it's it's John. I don't know why. It's like a fucking thing with Italian women that they need to force their daddy's name somewhere onto one of their kids. My my father-in-law's name isn't anywhere near my kid. So. All right. Well, then maybe I'm fucking stupid. Who knows? But that's been my experience with it. Um, so anyway, Sydney Noel or Nicholas John, which was fine, right? Is it just and, John or is it going to be Nicholas Jonathan? No, Nicholas John, just John, I think. I don't think she's putting the, the full surname or whatever it is on there. At um, least you don't need to worry about the kid being Catholic and gaining like two more names throughout their initiation into the church. That's a whole nother thing where we... Yeah, we, we can talk said, about that in a little bit. We'll talk about that yeah. in a little bit. Anyway, but so starters, so the names... For starters, we said, you know, Sydney Noel, Nicholas John. To which the next question immediately is, oh, when do you find out what the sex is? And then we look at them and we say, we don't want to know until kiddo pops his head out in January. To which that's when the room stops and the opinions start with, you need to find out what the, the gender of the baby is. Because how are you going to know what uh, what color to paint the room? Or what uh, kind of onesies to buy, whether you should get the blue or the pink or the Mickey Mouse or the princess. And it's driving us nuts because it's our point of view, my wife and I, that you don't get very many surprises anymore at this point in your life. Uh Um, So we just want to be able to experience that, hey, look who it is. It's a boy, it's a girl, that kind of fun surprise on that day and go from there. Everyone else seems to have a problem with that. I'm curious to know your two cents because I know that you guys found out it was a boy, right? When yeah, yeah, we did. I mean, we were. I mean, but that has it's. I don't disagree with you. I don't really have a stance on this. Um, I don't understand how you can go nine months without knowing anything. Um, now, I mean, like Elijah, right now, I'm guessing is going to ultrasounds by herself because of the. Yeah, that was the, one of the, the that was COVID a, nonsense that we're dealing with. The I fathers know, aren't allowed yeah, to I go know to checkups and shit. You probably saw a couple weeks ago when I was still on Facebook, I had a massive blow up where I was just like, fuck this, fuck you, fuck, 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 everything. I was furiously livid that they would not let me in there. Just for the first time, my wife had the ultrasound with my kid. I've wanted to be a dad since as long as I can remember, probably yeah. since I was like 13, which is crazy because most of the time guys aren't expected to want to be dads, especially when they're that young. But for me, it was just something that I always kind of wanted to do. I always I, I just had that that desire, that instinct or whatever you want to call it. I was I was in the same boat when when my wife and I started dating. She asked me what my dream was. 
and I was like, I don't want to sound hokey or corny, but I just I want to be married and have a kid. Yeah. And she was just like, well, don't you want to be like a famous actor or, you know, and I was like, I mean, that's that would be nice. That would be lovely. But like, if you're yeah. really getting down to like the bear of what would make me happy the most, I I honestly believe it would be having a family. You know what I mean? And yeah, so far, so good. I feel pretty good about it. <laughs> you know, I have a job that pays the bills right now and yep. I have a house over my, you know, a roof over my head. And uh, yeah, the, the kid was important. And, and that's how it's always been to me. So when they told me that I couldn't be there to hold my wife's hand to see my kid for the very first time, I went off. It was just, I, I was livid. And yeah. it, it was, to me, it was one of those situations where it's like, where are we going to draw the line? Are they going to tell me that I can't be in the delivery room? when well, that you'll, be in the, you'll be in the delivery room. there, unless, unless there's a huge spike in the state of Connecticut before right. January comes along and they right. need to change the way everything now well, how, i mean that doesn't really matter but does your hospital ha, um, have a birthing wing like a separate because like I'm where assuming. we where we where we gave birth they had a whole separate like building you know and like a different door you had to go through and but uh -huh. anyway none of this really matters so anyway what i was what i was saying was like right now um i remember like i i getting back to the original point I don't understand how people can wait that long to figure out something about something. I just don't have the patience for it. Yeah. And I was, I was like, we, our nursery is Snoopy in like light blue, which a lot of people equate with boys, but like, it's a pretty gender neutral blue. It's like yeah, a sky cool. blue and sure. Snoopy, Snoopy and Woodstock don't say anything about gender. So it, yeah. it really had nothing to do with that. It just had more to do with, um, it had more to do with like, knocking out a gender of names that we needed to worry about um and like clothing because you know i can if i had a little girl sure i could get her a new york jets jersey embroidered with the last name and back yeah. you know what i mean but like yeah. it just it's there's just something you know it's if if it was a girl i would have gotten a shit ton of dresses and tutus because right. it's a girl and that's kind of I know, don't get on my ass about fucking gender tropes and stereotypes and bullshit. <laughs> it's a fucking baby and you want to make him cute is what I'm saying. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. So like, we, you know, we found our big secret was his name. We didn't want to tell anybody Teddy's name. Um, and then it got to a point where people stopped caring mm. about the name. And then when people stopped caring about the name... It was right around Carly's baby shower. I was like, why don't we just put the name on the cake? Let's put the name on the cake. Just like a subtle, like, yeah. um, you know, waiting. I don't remember. What'd the cake say, babe? It didn't Carly. say like, it just said Teddy. Carly's it just said Teddy. walking around in the background for our listeners. <laughs> so, so we put Teddy on the, we put Teddy on the base of the cake. And like, so everyone that came to the, um, the, the shower got to figure out the name first. And by that time, you know, everyone had bought us gifts. So, yeah. like, no one had to embroider anything. No one had to. And, and it, that's how we kind of concealed that. Um, we've been pretty open about names that we would use if we ever got pregnant again. Like, we've, we've been pretty fairly open about it. So, like, if we get pregnant again, people are going to know what, whether if it's a boy or a girl what name we're going to pick for the kid. Yeah, 
that's been uh, that's been the issue because you know inevitably when baby talk comes up now because that's all that people like to talk that's, about. That's it's no what, longer yeah, about that's anything what else. Like to talk about. Um, it starts becoming oh, if you have another one, oh, blah blah blah, and we started saying what names we'd picked out just in case that we had twins. Because right. for a little while there, I was thinking we had twins before we got that first thing or whatever because she was showing it was we were going by like wives' tale crap, and we were thinking oh. You're either further along than you think, or there's more than one kiddo in there kicking around. We need to have backup names ready to go. So Some women some just women... know how to make room early. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we had names picked out, and one of them was, again, because I'm me, I had picked, and this is I, admittedly a terrible name for a child in 2020, but if there was going to be another girl, we were going to name her Winifred after... Bet Midler's Witch in Hocus Pocus. Now, I'm one Win of those. Winnie is a cute name, though. That's the thing. We would say we were saying we would just call her Winnie. Officially, her name would be Winifred, but we would call her Winnie. It, the name would be Winifred Rose Casarco, and that would be her name. And everyone is like, "You're gonna name a girl Winifred? How? What's wrong with you?" Blah blah blah. I'm one of those people that's like, I don't want to just name my kid any other name that's gonna yeah, be. Yeah falling in i want to give him something a little original i'm not naming my kid harley quinn like uh some filmmakers that we're hey, fans of get off I, Kevin Smith's dick. i'm not knocking it too much that's a little <laughs> listen even for me and i'm a psycho when it comes to this kind of stuff that's that a was out there. that was but, 18 years ago before you know comic movies and shit took off like sure. actually 19 or 20 years ago now 19 yeah i know too, i know too much about him but um it, yeah it was it was actually kind of one of the first people to really do something like that. Nowadays, people name their kids Arya Stark and all these kind of like pop culture names and stuff like that. But back then, people didn't really take from pop culture to name their kids. So oh, yeah. I mean, you had, the you had the classics, man. You just had the classics. Yeah. But and so anyway, it, it's been one of those things where now people constantly bring up, oh, are you going to name, are you really going to keep name? And they're hammering on it until the point where it's just like, can you let us make adult decisions as parents? Like you had your chance to be a parent and you didn't name me Benjamin like you wanted to. You settled on Andrew. Why do you have to control my child now? So <laughs> like, it's just, and you know what? It, you're going to come, you, you, you've got a long six and a half months ahead of you, bud, because yes, I do hit me with this. Is what, this is what I was getting at. I was, I was trying to, to pick your brain for dadcast because this is about other dads listening in and not just specifically right. about me as as a dad now of what five years you said five going on he's, six he's four and four and a half going on four and five. a half excuse me um what what else do i have to to not look forward to because <laughs> already i was you know what i mean like to me it was all gonna be roses and sunshine Ooh, a baby i'm gonna be a dad and i'm gonna get to play catch and i'm gonna get to teach my girl how to be a martial artist and all this kind of fun, awesome stuff. What can you warn me about? Because I feel like I'm wading into the water and Jaws is starting to circle. Well, I mean, I guess it depends how involved your parents feel like they have a right to be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, my mom is amazing and has very strong feelings about uh, child rearing and birthing. So, like, when okay. we were pregnant, when Carly was pregnant, my every week we'd go down there for dinner, and my mom would just be like, "Oh, well, you know, back in 1985, I 
I did this and we had babies and when we had babies they told us to let you sleep on your stomach because back then stomach was best and it's like well that's not the case now mom back is best and she's like well if your child has trouble sleeping on its back you can put it on its stomach and it's like no mom why do you think sudden infant death, death syndrome went you know plummeted down it's because back is best like science evolves and they yeah. get better at it and yeah. this is the way that it goes and you know <laughs> people like my mom I love her. She's the fucking best mom in the world. Uh, besides my wife. My wife's the best mom. Um, but um, uh, she's sitting on the couch behind me. Dude, um, dude, I don't even know how to get into this with you. But I like, how do you choose between your own mother and your wife as the mother of your child? Because already, and I know what? they both don't listen to this, but my mom and my wife are already starting to, to butt heads on certain things. And I, as a father, don't know where I'm supposed to stay. I personally, no. I personally, I think I'm standing with my wife. But at the same time, you can't really. I mean, I'm a mama's boy. Don't get me wrong. It, it's hard. I, I'm a mama's boy to a certain extent. But when it when it comes down to it, as stubborn as your mom may be about things, mm. when she had you. All she wanted for you was to be happy and healthy and grow old and have a family of your own. That is just the natural instinct that comes. Now, when a yeah. grand, the idea of a grandbaby's waved in front of her face, she may form opinions or ideas, but when it comes down to it, it is you and your wife and your child, mm. period. Nothing that your parents or her parents or friends or uncles or any other relatives say holds jack shit on what you and your wife want for that kid. And I'll give you I'll give you the prime example from my life. Go for I, it. I I I am uh, uh, let's call it atheist. I'll call it atheist. I'm an atheist. I don't I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't well, uh, maybe we'll call it agnostic. I don't believe I'm agnostic. I'll I don't put it believe, out there. I don't believe in like in a, denial. I don't believe in a monotheistic thing. I believe well, we don't need. It's not a religion podcast, anyway. So, yeah. um, <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, I know your mother is pretty religious. Um, yes. Is baptizing young big in her sect of religion, or no. is her sect more of a? wait until they can make up their own mind about it at 13, 14 and baptize themselves. It is not even about 13 or 14. It's, it's, it's when you give your life to God and all that kind of stuff, because I did it in my twenties. Um, right. and, and, and believe it or not, I was really like knee deep into the religion then. And then I dunked my head under I, both literally and figuratively. And then I, it, I was around. The other side. <laughs> then I came out the other side and I climbed out of the pool. Um, <laughs> both symbolically yeah, and right. literally. So anyway, um, so when we started really, you know, we got into the green zone, we found out as a boy yeah. and you know, that certain things come with having a boy versus a girl. You have to sit there and like automatic, it used to be automatic. Like you're going to circumcise your son. Of course I'm going to circumcise my son. My dick looks that way. I want my son's dick to look that way. <laughs> but there's been so much research done to like what is done to the child's penis. <laughs> um, so like right away like that, some people don't think like that. Some people don't sure. think like me. They're like, no, my dick is clean shaven and my kid's dick's going to be clean shaven. 
And it's like, that's fine. I, I was surprised at how much trouble I had when I decided that, yes, Teddy was going to be circumcised because there's just so much to go against it now. Um, but at the same time, being circumcised is the norm. It is, it is yeah. what... It, but it not for... I mean, the trends are going the other way. Like, people want to be more natural and keep the body intact, and you're cutting off a piece of the body, blah, 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 blah. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, anyway. The, around... Um, is Elijah's family Catholic? They're, they're Protestant, and for those of you who are listening at Podcast Home, uh, I'm using finger quotes because okay. it's one of those uh, we're religious but we're not religious kind of things. So my mom grew up Catholic. I was Catholic when I was younger until I made First Communion, uh, which is third grade. And then I talked my mom into letting me stop because even at eight years old, I had my mind made up that it's like, no, this, I, I didn't have my mind made up about like God or Jesus or anything. I sure. just had my mind made up that the Catholic church is not oh. my thing. It's not my thing. It's, no, it wasn't even boring. I just, I had objections with stuff that went on oh, okay. with the Catholic church. That's fair. That's um, fair. It wasn't that I was bored. Because uh, <laughs> even back then I could enjoy uh, uh, um, being an audience. Um <laughs> So the the big, like, people from both sides of our families were just kind of like, so when are we baptizing the kid? And and Carly, for a good amount of time, wanted to baptize Teddy. And to Carly, it was just like a tradition thing. It was like, this is how we melt. This is how we welcome our child to the the like. The, the unit into the into the world it's like okay. the big it's the big opening night party for your kid you know what i mean okay. like yeah um so she she felt pretty strongly about it but i felt like i was adamantly against it you know what yeah. i mean to the sure. point where you know i was looking at other churches that i could kind of fall into who have similar ideas of Similar like, interpretations of right, the but text. It's not, you know, it's not a, it's not yeah. a, it wasn't a, I, I was looking at a Unitarian church okay. and they, they do like a ceremony welcoming them, welcoming them to the church, but it doesn't involve, you know, dipping water over their head and them yeah. wearing, you know, my mom, when she found out we were pregnant, my mom took out my, my baptism dress, gown, whatever I wore yeah, yeah, yeah. and she wore it when she was a baby and me and my sister wore it. Um, so like, it was this thing and my, my mom gave it to us. She like gave it to us to bring home. And I was like, Ma, I, I'm, I'm it's not baptizing my yeah. kid. And I remember she was so offended by that. And that was really the first time where I had to, I, I talked to, to Carly and Carly finally understood that it was something that was important to me. I don't, I don't know why it was so important to me, but it was, I just felt super strongly about it. Yeah. Um, and that was a point where it was husband, wife talking about their child and not letting any of the noise on the outside, you know, happen. Now, I don't know. I don't know if Protestants baptize their children or not. I don't know if that's a normal thing. My yeah. mom doesn't my mom doesn't go to church. She doesn't really talk about God or Jesus. But when yeah. it came to like baptism, my mom yeah. was like, you're baptizing your child. And I was you like, check the boxes. I'm not baptizing my child. I'm sorry. And I, one of my biggest issues was like the idea that 
if heaven forbid, I know that sounds weird because I'm an atheist, but I don't know what else to say. Um, if my child had a complication before they were baptized and you know, something happens. My wife's popping her head into the door right now. And she's saying, yes, we baptize as, as children. There we go. So that's a conversation you're going to have with your folks. Um, <laughs> And, and, and with you. my wife now, apparently. Yeah, have, have, have fun, bud. Um, have a oh, good conversation. She's waving, her, she's waving her head no that we're not going to baptize, which is what I was kind of getting at, is that my mom, even though we don't bat my religion, or her religion, I should say, um, doesn't baptize as children or whatever like that, we already kind of decided that we're not really going to hammer religion when they're a small child, to yeah, which yeah. my mom, when she discovered this, went into the... Well, if I'm babysitting and I want to read little books about Abraham to the child, little kids' books to the da 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 da, is that going to be a problem? And then we're like, no, not really. It's not that the end of the world, but we're not like carting the kid to church every day to show right, off right. like it's a new car, like CCD or something. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those kinds of situations. So anyway, to tell, to get back to the, the original thing, yeah, you're you're gonna butt heads with with parents. It's just the way it is. But you need to realize that like. As long as you and your wife are sticking with your guns, when that baby comes out, the grandparents aren't going to give a shit whether they are baptized, what they're named. They're just going to see that baby and they're going to cry and they're going to want to hold it. And that's it. And they're going to want to take care of it. Like today, my mom today, we were leaving my mom's house. We go down there every Sunday. And my mom started getting upset because Teddy hasn't spent the night there in a while. And in my head, I'm just like, well, shit, if Carly and I can have a free fucking night, we'll bring them down next weekend. <laughs> you know, next week is my birthday. I'll get schnockered on Saturday. <laughs> Fermented fruit. Um, no. And because uh, we can't fucking do anything else. Um, but, yeah, so actually that's a good idea, babe. We should probably take them down there Saturday. <laughs> Because we're going down there Sunday for my birthday dinner anyway. Fuck yeah, buddy. Plans are made. So, okay, now now that, there's another thing uh, that I wanted to ask you about. Because, like you just said earlier on, you always wanted to be a dad. It was one of the things that was most important to you, if not the most important thing to you. Same deal with me. Mm-hmm. So, I'm coming into this naive as fuck, where I'm like, every day is going to be cloud nine, sunshine, and rainbows. I'm going to have a kid. I like, like the moment, the moment my wife told me that she was pregnant, the only thing that popped in my mind, and I know you'll appreciate this because you love Giov- uh, Giovanni Rabisi. Is that his name as an actor? I love Giovanni the Rabisi. Moment, yeah. The moment from Friends when he finds out he's having triplets and he goes, <laughs> I finally got my band. <laughs> to me, that was the moment that popped in my head. The moment I found out my wife was pregnant. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking I've got a new best friend. Fuck you, dog. Like, get away from me. And so now I, I'm curious because to me, it's all sunshine, rainbows. It's going to be amazing. This. How long did you have? First off, did you have that thought process that it was going to be perfect from day one onward? Like dad and a dad and son going forward. And if you did, did it? turn a corner at some point because i know they talk about the terrible twos and all that kind of stuff like what's <laughs> what what am i getting myself into in terms of setting my hopes up for disappointment well it's interesting because not not one child is alike to another child and not one experience okay. is alike to another experience right so like um we we had a relatively good pregnancy right car 
and uh, Carl felt pretty good when she was pregnant with Ted. We didn't really need to deal with many health issues. I mean, she got gestational diabetes, but we dealt with it. It was all good. Yeah. Um, her giving birth was an issue and was a super stressful moment. But when I said this last time, like when Ted came out, it was just, it's awe-inspiring. And that, that like, that, I'm going to put it this way. That one moment, okay, when that baby comes out, I, it's like the perfect moment because everything, it, like your wife, you can see that she's like the relief of the pain and like women are amazing because they push this fucking watermelon out of themselves. Right. And like most doctors now they like skin to skin and women like skin to skin. It's very good for the baby. So like car was buck ass naked on that bed when she <laughs> gave birth, you know, and there was just a, a, like a platoon of people in the room because it took so long. Um, including my man. What was his name? What was the pediatrician's name? Scott. Scott. Scott, the pediatrician, <laughs> who was sitting in the corner, right? Um, so that moment was amazing. And then the moment when I was allowed to hold Teddy, because they had to, they cleaned him and swaddled him and weighed him. And they took, like, his first, like, blood test or something. They did a few things before. And, like, mom could always have him, but dad had to wait, right? That's just, yeah. it's, you know, being the left tackle. That's the way. It, now, if if it's a cesarean section you're the person who needs to go skin to skin with that baby. Like you open up the gown and put the baby on because your wife is cut in half and all of her organs are on a table. Um, I didn't have to deal with cesarean sections, but for the dads who are listening, if you want to come on and talk to me about it, you can, but everyone says, don't look behind the curtain. And that's what scares me because I would 100% look behind the curtain. It's just the, it's just the way I am. I want to see the I want to see the intestines. Let me look. Anyway, um, <laughs> so anyway, so holding that kid, holding Teddy, I wept. I've never cried so hard. I was exhausted. I had zero sleep. I was stressed out and anxious. And like holding him in my arms, I just wept. Like Carly took her phone out and started taking pictures of me. I was just. <laughs> weeping it was incredible and then after that moment nothing goes the way you want it to <laughs> because that's the that's the perfect moment like right so like it, it starts off with like i've never hold i've never held one this new before um do i know how to do this do i i do i hold the you know the nurse kind of puts them in your arms right and you're holding them and like that moment is amazing and then after that your brain just goes into hyperdrive I didn't sleep that night. I watched Teddy sleep all night in the hospital. I just watched him. I got out of my uncomfortable chair bed and like watched him and like touched him to make sure he was breathing. And I was like, is everything okay? And I have weird funky ears. So I was so paranoid about his hearing test. His first hearing test didn't go great. And now I'm like, oh great, my son has hearing problems. And like your, your brain just ticks and ticks and ticks always, always. But there's always moments that brings you back to how amazing it is to have a kid. That's why it's funny. Like the first three months are rough. I'm not going to lie to you. And it depends on the child. Like yeah. we know people who had colicky children where they have gas and stomach pains and they scream 24 seven. It's just massive amounts of crying and screaming. And you know, when you have a kid, 
they tell you when your baby sleeps, you sleep. You know what? Like, so baby goes down for a nap. Mommy, you go down for a nap or daddy, whoever's, you know, there and doing it. So that the first three months are rough. The kid is supposed to eat every two hours. And that's if the milk comes in okay. If you're breastfeeding and the milk doesn't come in all right, the baby's going to be hungry. Teddy was, you know, Carly's milk didn't come in right away. Teddy was starving and screaming the first night we had him home. And the doctor finally let us feed him with a medicine dropper. And that kind of solved that issue. But like Teddy, Teddy had, um, they have, uh, newborns have reflexes where they think they're falling and they throw their arms up like this to kind of balance themselves out. I can't remember what the reflex is called, but Ted, that reflex would kick in when he was lying on his back. He'd be lying there and all of a sudden his arms would just go like this, like shoot out in front of him and he would wake himself up and start screaming. So we, at first we were like, oh, Teddy doesn't like being swaddled. And then we were like, fucking swaddle this child. He won't shut up. And you, you like put him together like a burrito. You know, you're just like, you're not gonna fucking move those arms tonight. You know what I mean? And then he hit like the four month sleep regression really bad. And you know, for about a month and a half from four months to six months, he would wake up every 45 minutes to an hour screaming, crying. And it was absolute misery. But Jow, when you are sitting in your living room and everything's quiet and you're just like relaxing watching TV and your baby is on your chest just sleeping there, Mm -hmm. none of the other shit matters. None of it. The lack of like, and it it can't. The, The fact that people keep having more than one child (laughs) proves that point like like women push that thing out of them and they have fucking hemorrhoids they tear their fucking from cooch to asshole just rips open i'm watching i'm watching this doctor stitch up my wife and i'm holding like my baby like this is fucking great and my (laughs) wife's like let's have another one and it's like wait what you have like your bottom half is ruined um but there are moments, and even now, like the terrible twos, three nagers. Teddy is more of a bitch now at four than he's been <laughs> ever because he knows words now and he's got attitude. And he, you know, a two year old, once they learn the word no, they kind of use it all the time. But now he's got feeling behind it. You know what I mean? Like now, <laughs> now you're like, go to the bathroom. And he just goes, no. And he's now he's crossing his arms, like making a stink face. Um, but there's always moments, even now, there's always moments where you're just like, being a dad fucking rocks. You know, he like even to this day, he's four and a half years old, but he like he looked at my wife yesterday and was like, Mom, I want to snuggle. Um, hopefully, you know, if we have another one and it's a girl, maybe she'll look at me and say she wants to snuggle it for. Teddy doesn't want to snuggle me. Uh, we were riding in the car today and I was like, who do you like better, mommy or daddy? And he goes, I don't even like daddy. I like mommy. <laughs> Like that hurts. That's hey, gotta hurt. That's the way it is right now. And, uh, and that's that's interesting because I think that's something that I'm experiencing that you're you didn't have to because you guys knew that it was Teddy. But we are getting not so much predictions, but hopes and desires of the people. And everybody's like, I want it to be a girl or I want it to be a every, boy. That's very interesting. Every human being will tell you what they want the gender to be. 
They will tell you what they want the names to be. They, uh, we had a pool at Carly's dad's restaurant. That's always fun. Like, what day is it coming? How much will it weigh? You know, and for you, yeah, yeah. people people will be able to be like, is it a boy or is it a girl? Yeah. And it's, you know, it's it's exciting. It's cool. I, I think it's cool. Like, hats off to you guys for not wanting to know. Because, like, it's cool. It's, like, something that not many people do. Who who was our last friends that did that? My sister. That's right. Carly's sister. We didn't know if it was going to be a boy or a girl. Um, Brennan and Ben for the second one. The first one they found out, didn't they? Or no? No? I don't know we're, how people do that. We're going by wives' tales and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah You're carrying high, right? Is that the, the way it was described? Well, you always carry high. She's, uh, well, apparently, if you carry low, it's a boy. If you carry high, it's a girl. If you well, go for salty, it's a boy. If you go for sweet, it's a girl. She's carrying high, and she's obsessed with fruit at the moment. So we're leaning towards the girl route. There's, and they say they say girls make you more round. Boys are all up front. Um, uh, Elijah, show me your hands. <laughs> show me your hands. See, Elijah showed me the back of her hands. I'm not going to Google it now because I don't have my second screen. But that's supposed to mean boy or girl. I don't remember. One, oh, one really? is this and one is that. Yep. Um, there's, they Did used to put, they oh. used to put, they used to put threading needles and like on a string and yeah. put it on the belly and which way it rotated would tell you if it's a boy or a girl. If it goes in a circle, it's a girl. If it goes back and forth, it's a boy. Interesting. So, but my mom... From the moment she found out we were pregnant, my mom was like, it's the boy. And I'd be like, well, mom, it might be a girl. And she's like, nope, I put my order in. It's a boy. <laughs> and I was like, because it's your order to put in. But she yeah. was like dead set. And for, I mean, my mom hasn't really been wrong about people giving birth <laughs> to what gender. But she's pretty much spot on. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, to I mean, I went on a long tangent there, but you're going to, you're going to, there are things that's, that suck, but like, it's always worth it when you see the kid. Like that's, that's yeah. just it. Like, even if your kid's being an asshole, like Teddy will have a tantrum and a half and I'll be so mad at him. And then he makes a face and I start laughing my balls off and I have to try to keep my composure. Like I'm supposed to be mad at this little thing, but he just made a really stupid face and I want to laugh at him. <laughs> Palms down is boy. Oh, see, that, that says boy. So what are you going to do? Well, it's going to be very interesting because now my hopes are leaning towards daddy's little girl. I, I'm the one that's like waving the flag for you want I'm the hoping pink it's flag? a girl. <laughs> she, she's a little bit harder to get an answer out of. Sometimes she'll agree she wants a girl. Sometimes she'll say, I think it's going to be a boy. I think I want a boy. She's kind of like hedging her bets a little bit. So... I, I don't know where she stands on that, but I'm firmly in, in camp girl. Even I was, though in, a I, weird, I was I, in a weird situation because I'm the only male with the Schultz name uh, in my family. That's so fair. there was there was that weird there was that weird pressure of like, you're the only one that can prolong the name. And it's like, okay, that's fair. Hopefully I have a boy. Uh I'm almost in that boat where I'm the only Casarco boy because the other Casarco boys that are cousins, one of them could have been a mass shooter, and I'm pretty sure he's never going to reproduce in as long as we live. Good. Uh, 
and the other one had a kid out of wedlock, and I think the kid got was both a girl and got mom's last name. So that yeah. didn't happen, and he's kind of a sketchy figure. So I don't know if that name's getting passed on there. So weird in, in, Yeah, in terms of that nature, I think I'm kind of the only hope. Um, but I don't give a shit. Uh, I want daddy's little princess kind of thing. It, although at times I'll stop and I'll freeze. And it's kind of the reverse of what you're talking about where you're like, oh, it's all this shit. And then a moment happens and you're like, ah, I love my kid. I'm having all these happy moments of like, oh, it's going to be so awesome if I have a daughter because I'm going to make sure she's the coolest chick in the world and she's going to know how to fight and she's going to know how to do art and da, da, da. And then I pause and I go, shit. The shower drain already clogs enough with just my wife's hair, and I have to deal with one or two pairs of bras hanging on the doorknob all, all yeah, the time. Yeah. Now I'm gonna have to deal with double that, and then Ross, the giggling gonna, when it happens. You're gonna have to like, deal with you're gonna have to deal with your daughter growing tits and people looking at them. You know something? And all the creepy old guys at the grocery store that don't know your daughter's 13 years old sitting there like, hey, and you're like, Listen, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> there's there's a fair amount of things that I think I am prepared to not you have coach, to remember to but wipe prepare, front and back. Pre- oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> to prepare what? my daughter for in terms of boys. like, And, and, and when I say, say boys, I say males in general, like. If she's uncomfortable hugging a guy who's like one of those guys that hugs and it's kind of creepy when they hug women because they're just doing it because they want to like push up against a girl. I'm going to be totally on that board where it's like, listen, you do not have to hug anyone you don't want to hug and all this kind of stuff to your son, too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't think. Well, boys aren't usually that touchy feely, but, you know. At the same time, I totally, we've already talked about this. My little sister is in karate. My wife's in karate. We're all black belts and above. And it's like, I don't care if this boy, if it's a boy or a fucking girl, they're going to know how to kick ass. So yeah. even if, you know what I mean? Like we're going to train them boy or girl to hit hard. So like things where sexual assault and this and that, my daughter will be fucking ready. And I pity, I won't be that guy. I mean, granted, I might still be that dad with the shotgun on the front porch just to be an asshole because that's the dad thing to do. And it, it's just kind of fun for me, not because I'm threatening the boy, but because more so I want to do the dad thing where I embarrass my daughter. Um, <laughs> but I, I will be, I will be just as proud as my son smashing ass as my <laughs> hypothetical daughter smashing ass. Now listen, that's a, that's do a it to it, baby. That's a bridge I'll cross when I get there. But you know, it's one of those situations where I have pity on whatever guy tries to sexually assault my hopeful daughter in the future because that's a big if man you're talking like it's a like a it's gonna happen she she's gonna know how to defend herself that's that's my that's my big takeaway um that's a that's a long ways away man you still got a ton of shit to worry about you gotta worry about your (laughs) stairs you gotta worry about your dog see now we've been getting a lot of that some psycho theories that my dog is gonna try and smother my baby and this and that my dog is very aggressive. He's a Doberman Pinscher, for those of you who don't know. And when I say aggressive, we like to prefer it as defensive. He's very protective of our house right. and yeah. of us. He does not like Bobby, who is nope. he's on the side of this. However, however, he likes Eric more than anything in the world. When I tell him that Eric's coming over, he goes nuts. Eric's like, the dog was further. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Uh, he likes my dad, but he hates my uncle. 
he hates Elijah's dad, but he's crazy about our friend Steve, uh, a.k.a. Buddy, for those of you who heard the throwback podcast about socks. Hey, bud. Uh, I don't know if Bud listens, but maybe he does. He's he's Buddy's more of a ghost than I am. But either way, he's very selective over who he likes. Now, we have kind of figured out that the dog hates men. Women, on the other hand, he'll get defensive and growly around, but he will not attack or get snarly about. He kind of lets women acclimate, and then he doesn't bother them. So that's another thing that we did. And then we noticed, and we're talking like newborn fucking puppies like tinier than tiny puppies that are not his i should specify he was great around he wasn't guarding of them like he wasn't protective of them but he was in no way hostile or anything like that so we are going to have operate out of an abundance of caution because he's still a doberman pincher it's it's just that breed of dog and you have to you just have to be ready it's it's not even a breed it's just dogs in general there's a weird instinctual thing that could kick in and it's not even like some some aggressive dogs are just too aggressive or possessive of their family or house to allow kids in but there are other dogs that just think babies are toys and they're like "Ah, i'm just gonna throw this little rag doll around and those are the you know those are the people that are like oh i i put my i put my son in his car seat and left him in the bedroom so i could take a quick shower and i came out and my dog killed him and it's like it's not the dog's fault. It's a toy was sitting on the fucking bed in a chair. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, we, I, even with like Dexter is a fucking sweetheart, but like right. I came home with something that smelled like Teddy and I made him sniff it. And then the first day we brought him home, like we put, we put him right down there in Dexter's line of sight. And like Dexter started licking his feet, but he was never alone with Dexter. He was never, you just, you know, Bill yeah. Burr, the comedian Bill Burr, had to get rid of his uh, pit bull because they put the kid down on the floor and the pit bull right away was just like, and like got really nasty and aggressive wow. with the baby. So like, you you never know. It's, you know, it's just something to think about, not to put a damper on anything. No, 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 no. Like, it's something, it's one of those things where, and I'm not going to name the name, but people have been overstepping their bounds in terms of what we should do with our child and our dog. And that was one of the things. Now, like I was saying, we're going to operate out of an abundance right. of caution. You're going to do that anyway. <laughs> crazy vigilant about mm-hmm. it. But at the same time, with that being said, we're not worried. You know, does that make sense? No, like, yeah, no, 100% makes sense. We are, we're, we're trying to be good parents to both our dog and our child. Because yeah. uh, that's just the way we want to operate. But I'm glad that you brought that up because that was one of the questions I was going to ask you was like, how was Dex with Teddy when he came home? Dex was, Dex was really, really good. I was more, Dexter gets into these fits that we call puppy power. I was more worried when Teddy was just starting to become mobile and then Dexter would get really excited and start sprinting around. There were a couple of times where Dexter would like clothesline Ted and like Ted would go down, (laughs) you know, and you're just, now they're fine, but yeah. You know, it's just it's it's something that needs to sit there in the back of your head. Like even even to this day, I don't Dexter's old. He's nine years old and he's a lazy ass dog. But like there's always that switch that can be flipped. And all of a sudden, you know, Teddy touches him the wrong way or, you know, hits him the wrong way or whatever. And because kids don't know, like when Teddy was little, he yanked on his ears and his tail and, you know, he would hit him and, you know, stuff like that. And it's. You try to teach them no, but 
shit happens. So yeah, I mean, well, like we know, we know Hershey just, patterns. Like yeah. our, our Doberman is very guardy when he gets something that he's not supposed to have. Mm-hmm. So we've already discussed the fact that when the kid gets old enough to have their own toys, it's gonna be it, we're gonna have to be super vigilant about where the toys go because the kid might see his Superman figure and be like, oh, that's my Superman doll, and Hershey might have it in his mouth. And that's when Hershey might get defensive because he gets like that with me. He gets like right. that with my wife. So it's about being vigilant about that and knowing the dog so well that we know when it's going to happen. When what, it's gonna what, is he now? He's, what is he, five now? Um, Four six, or five? Six going to be seven. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. He's, he's already starting to get up there and slow down, believe it or not. But again, he's a Doberman pincher. And that's one of the breeds that you don't roll that dice with. So. No. Ever. And, you know, and it's like I said before, when I talked about he eats first, that dog has moved down that food chain quite a bit, and that kid is now number one in my point of view. So if, and I've said this to my wife a thousand times, if that dog even snarls at my kid in the wrong way, <laughs> I will not hesitate to put that dog's life to an end by my <laughs> own hands. That's it, and I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Tom Segura, had... Tom Segura talks about that in his new special, and it's amazing. I highly recommend it, folks, if you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Tom Segura's new special is fabulous. Good to, good to know. I didn't know that. But anyway, all right. Well, I mean, we're at the hour mark, so hit me with any other questions you got. This this is fun. Um. Well, I, I did want to mention this one thing, because it, it it's one of the things that you joked about Way back when with me, before either of us had kids. Okay. Um, for those of you who are listening, I am. I like to consider myself a moderate, sane Republican who sits in the center of the aisle of sanity. Uh, Bobby might vouch kind of for this. He, I don't know if he totally agrees, but he somewhat agrees. He's still my friend, and Bobby's pretty liberal, if you know him at all. He's pretty, he's pretty on the liberal, firmly on the liberal side. He's nodding his head yes. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm, I'm a liberal dude. Yeah. So one time, Bobby once joked to me, because he likes to troll me like this. He goes, Jow, when you have a kid, it's going to be the gayest fucking kid in the entire <laughs> entire world, because that's that's going to be your karma. And it's, it's not like I'm not against gay marriage. I have nothing against gay people. But Bobby wanted to troll me. So. I'm now kind of a little bit in paranoid mode because one of the uh, the second ultrasound came back. Now, listeners at home are not going to be able to see this, but the ultrasound came back. The ultrasound technician even vouched for this when she was with my wife. They FaceTimed me while it was happening. The ultrasound, the baby went like this. Very dramatically, like a Southern Belle dramatic faint, <laughs> limp-wristed hand goes back on the forehead kind of deal. Uh-huh. To which I started thinking, oh my God, I either have a little actress or the most flamboyant gay boy that's ever come out of the womb. And Bobby cursed me <laughs> <laughs> several years ago with this. So I have to ask, did you curse me with that joke? Well, I don't think it's a curse, Jow. No, 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 no. Well, okay, I should, I shouldn't phrase it like that. That's that's not right. Yeah, I, I came home and prayed to Jobu, and I lit a cigar <laughs> and gave him some rum, and I said that Casarco kid is gonna be flaming hot. <laughs> See, and now this is a, this is another thing. Well, like 
I don't know how we'll be able to discuss this, but this is a, we're we're wading into a little bit of a deep territory here. <laughs> part of me, part of me is concerned as a dad if my kid were to be gay, and it's not because I don't want my kid to be gay. It's because despite how much that community has progressed in recent years in terms of the laws of what they did, social acceptance, all that kind of stuff. It's still really hard to be gay. You look at comment sections when you see stuff like, I like watching pro wrestling. There's a transgender wrestler in AEW called Nyla Rose. And all of the any kind of post that has to do with Nyla Rose, there's just homophobic things from top to bottom. And part of me as a dad doesn't want, it's that internal instinct that I don't want my kid to have to suffer and deal with that kind of bullshit. So part of me doesn't, want my kid to be gay and I don't know how I would be able to handle it as a dad not to say that I would try to change my kid but I don't know what I would say to help them through those kinds of moments so like I I know you're not gay but I know that you're a little bit more in not not (laughs) so much in that camp (laughs) I'm not saying that but I'm just I'm kind of coming from it because I don't know if maybe you had thought about that if like if one of your children turned out to be gay how would you kind of help them through that kind of a situation? I know this is like way down the pipeline. No, well, kids, I mean, it, it might not. Something uh, that it's puberty. It might not be way down the pipeline. It's... Well, but still, but you know what I mean? Like when they're gay, if, if you're if you're a boy and you're six years old and you're playing with Barbie dolls, it's not, you know, some people that are closed-minded and, you know, pig-headed will be like, oh, that's gay. Uh, I don't think it's that big a deal. But like when you start dating and like you're going out and holding hands and stuff like that, then you kind of have to deal with stuff. And part of me, in terms of how I grow as a human being myself, I need to start wrapping my head around things earlier than more people to kind of get to a point where I'm comfortable tackling them when they pop up. So I think about things like this now so that when my kid is 13, if he's gay or she's gay or whatever, and I I just want to be able to be prepared to know what to say to them to be a good dad. And I'm curious to know what your two cents are what you would do in that situation. I, I'm a firm believer that everyone has most everyone, not everyone. You can't have an absolute everyone, but most everyone has everything they need in their arsenal to be a good parent. I think people actively need to try to be not good parents (laughs) or, or have forces set upon them that make them not good parents. Like, so you know, you see a lot of these people who are super deep into church and religion disown their kids because they come out of the closet. Right. And then it haunts them for the rest of their days because... You're talking about the kid or the parent? The parent, well, both. But the parent, because they sit there and they, like, a lot of them genuinely believe, like, that I, I'm a bad parent because my kid's going to burn in hell. And it's like... What it is, is it's their religion and their parenthood kind of crashing up against each other. Yeah. If your kid is gay when they're 13 or, you know, whenever, I don't know. I had my first crush on a girl when I was like, when did Billy Madison come out? That's the first one I can remember. (laughs) Fucking Veronica Vaughn. So, like, you know, that's, it happens that early. Like, I was, what, seven or eight? You know, you sit there and you're like, oh, she's. Yeah, I had the V and it's this girl, Vanessa, that I was, like, crushing. You know, so, like, Teddy's. Teddy's five years old or almost, you know, he's four and a half, right? And yeah. his his favorite stuffed animals right now, he's got Minnie Mouse and he's got Princess Peach. They're his favorites. 
Mickey can suck a dick. He he <laughs> likes he likes the the female stuffed animals. That I mean, it means nothing. He just likes them. Yeah. He hasn't asked me to wear a tutu or a dress yet. Nothing along those lines. But like, I know he is around four to five years away. Mm-hmm. He's halfway there to where he's gonna sit there and be like, ha, boobs. Or he's going to sit there and, you know, watch professional wrestling and me and him are watching it in two very different ways. Like, it's just, um, right. but like you're right away, you're going to know, like, you can read all the books you want, but like you, you need to experience it and you have to stare it down. Now, like, like you said, like gay rights and everything have gone, you know, just exponentially have gotten better. But it's um, not perfect. No, it's not perfect, but nothing is ever going to be perfect. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you grew up you grew up as a nerd, but you were not a nerd in the time of nerds. 24 hour a day social media berating, which is what's happening now and driving kids to kill themselves. You know what I mean? Now, sure. I grew up as kind of a weird um mixture of jock slash theater geek but i was never like on the low rung of like the nerd you know like i wasn't down there but i know that if my son turns out to be a giant fucking geek and starts being bullied for that i think you would have a handle on that you know what i mean now bullying is so much worse than it was when we were young because we could go home and shut the door and our bullies were gone. Yeah. Bullies never leave now. So uh, whether, yeah, they live with you on the internet. Whether they are a super nerdy kid or a weird gothy kid or an artsy cinema, I'm just like my dad and love movies and I'm fucking pretentious and all my opinions <laughs> matter more than anybody. Did you just call me pretentious? Yes. I <laughs> you you will handle that the same way you would handle if kids were bullying your kid for being gay. Um our responsibility as parents is to teach our children how to accept everyone the way that they are and the way that they were made. And that's where a lot of these failings come from. It comes from the top. It starts, you know, at your grandfather and then your parents and then you and you have to evolve like if your child is gay and comes out of the closet your mom being more of a religious person would probably have a bigger issue with it than you um but you would still you know you can sit there and say i'm worried about him being bullied or her being bullied or you know and that's another conversation like when you talk to people and they sit there and they're like, well, you know, if I have a girl and she's a lesbian, it's it's it that'd be all right. But if I have a boy and he's gay, I just I don't know how I can talk to my son about sucking dick, man. And it's like, I mean, have your wife talked to him? I don't know. It's the same. <laughs> like, I have I have guy friends who have said, like, if my son was gay, I don't think I could talk to them about, like, you know, dating and stuff like that. And it's like it's the same deal. It's just. It's just a boy and a boy instead of a boy and a girl. People still get flattered the same way. You still flirt the same way. You still ask someone to a dance the same way. And now, especially you're in Connecticut, like, in, you know, unless you're planning on moving to fucking West Virginia with the rest of your family, like <laughs> you're in a you're in a good place. You're in a decent place where 
a lot of people are accepting. You might want to get a, a little further away from all the Italians. You can go to different towns with without as many freaking Guinea bastards, you know, floating There's around. No That's right. I said Guinea bastard. My um, wife's half is is Italian, so I, there's no real escape. I, They're gonna... my, my wife is 100% Italian. Well, yeah. no, that's not true. Her father is 100% Italian. My <laughs> wife is 50% Italian. My poor son is 25%. I feel so bad for him. Um, <laughs> and I, it's just That's the German in me. Just trying to... <laughs> but anyway, to, to make a long story longer, like you are going to have everything you need to handle that you just need to handle it first you need to realize you need to realize that gay people are gay because that's what they are it's not a choice that they're making it's not no that stuff is like yeah i'm not right away in your your brain like you're gonna treat it the same way as if your kid comes out and they're fucking left-handed like it's just it's the way that it is and then from that moment on like I'm friends, I'm friends with a a, a couple. Um, they knew fairly early that their son was different, you know, and he came out of the closet fairly young. I think he was, you know, like seventh or eighth grade. He came out, and like they already kind of knew, and they're fucking fabulous with it. And his grandparents are fabulous with it, and they work with him. And and you know, you need to treat them like a loving parent and then hope that the community around that child can grow and evolve with that child. You know what I mean? Now yeah. being like you, you brought up being trans, like the, the wrestler that is completely different territory. I mean, it's not completely different. It's just going a step further. Um, that's not something I'm too familiar with. I, you know, there's people that I could talk to about it, but, um, I, you know, being in the theater, I'm surrounded by tons of homosexual, bisexual, pansexual. The whole yeah. rainbow spectrum, spectrum. Uh, is, a, yeah, is yeah. around me. Um, and you just need to be comfortable with it. And you need to, you know, just be open. And you need to realize that, you, you know, you're going to learn every day. I, I learn new stuff every day from Teddy. And, like, you know, I, I haven't openly said I've had uh family members i've joked about like well we don't know if teddy's gay and they're like whoa don't say that don't put that out into the universe and it's like it's like what are you gonna do bud you gonna are you gonna disown your uh your relative are you gonna are you gonna tell your blood relative to go fuck himself if he if he grows up and realizes that he's gay because i don't know let me know if that's the case now so i can tell you to fuck off now because there's no point Right. No, and I've said this to my wife countless. It's like if if our child did end up being gay, it's like I would not love them any less. It's more of so a fear of not being able to be as good of a father to them because I don't I I, I can't mentally understand that kind of I don't want to call it a situation, but that that viewpoint of life. But you just made a very and I, I got to tell you that like out of this entire podcast, this is probably the most helpful beneficial advice that you've given me so far because legitimately no legitimately i had not thought of viewing it as a transferable thing of just take out the word movie nerd and insert gay and it's this the skills transfer do you know what i mean where it's just like you it's it's somebody it's how the the world is treating them it's not what they are that you're 
that you're nursing. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that's that, and that, and that was a beautiful way for you to kind of point that out to me. So now I'm already, the wheels are already turning in my head. It's like, okay, now maybe I can handle that. Maybe if I, cause I, you know, I was bullied. There was no, yeah. and it was for things that I, that were out of my control. So like, I'm 100% with you. If you're gay, you're gay. I don't think that's something that someone could control. I could not control that my older sister had disabilities right. and that people picked on me because of her disabilities. I could not control that my cousin looked like a, and acted like a school shooter and people picked on me because of how weird and like antisocial he was. Right. Right. So like that world of being, I don't want to call it helpless, but it's like you, you didn't commit the fault. It's just the way the world was. Like that's the way, that's why someone chose to pick on you and had you had no control over it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you said though, but my retreat back then was I would go home, close the door and put on movies. That's why I grew up to be a filmmaker. I got bullied and I would go home and I would retreat into different worlds. I would go into Jurassic Park and watch that movie six times because then I didn't have to think about the bully that said he was going to beat me up the next day because my sister was retarded or whatever like that. So I, you know, I, I still, I still have those fears that, you know, there are things that I'm not going to be able to handle, but that what you just pointed out was beautiful. That was a, like a big giant step towards right, me feeling right. a little bit better about how I might handle that situation. So I do have to give hats off for you. I think that's the best part of the whole podcast so far. You, you have lived for 34 years now. Yes, today. to the day. To okay. the day. And you have gathered enough experiences to start making choices that will affect your kid. You know what I mean? Your kid is going oh, yeah. to be your kid. And then, excuse me, there's that whole nature versus nurture thing. But, like, nature is going to take its course. It is going to turn your child into whatever lump of clay it's going to give you. And you will use your experiences and your love for that child to form them as much as you can into yeah. a good, respectable human being. And people need to realize that as a parent, that is your goal. Make yeah. your child not be a dick, all right? <laughs> Don't sit there and push your kid one way or another. You can try to influence, you know, like, I would love Teddy to be a wrestler. I think that would be awesome. My dad wrestled, I wrestled. I would love for Ted to wrestle. Carly swam. What if he wants to swim? He fucking hates the water right now. But like, you just got, you've got everything you need in you. And, yeah. and I didn't, I didn't see that until Teddy was born because there's things that I was so fucking paranoid about. And yeah. then you, you learn, I mean, it's terrible to say, but like you learn on the job. You know what I mean? Like I, I remember clearly Teddy was, Teddy was six or seven months old. And I was um, running around the living room and I put him down on the couch because six month olds aren't great at motion. And the little fucker rolled off of the couch and landed on the floor like, oh a, like a thud and like screaming, crying because he was startled. He wasn't hurt, but you learn on the job. You know, he went outside. He loves running. He runs everywhere. It's incredible. Even when he was little. And I remember he ran, I have uh, pavers out on my backyard, and I had like one of those little black weed barriers, and he was running around, and he tripped on that fucker, and he cracked his head on the pavement, and it sounded like a bowling ball hitting another bowling ball. Like, it was just whack, 
And I, I remember I almost vomited because I was like, my son is going to die. But he <laughs> popped up and was just like, well, that fucking didn't feel good. And then started running around again. Like, it, but you learn. Like, you learn yeah. from your mistakes and you learn from their mistakes. And that's the whole that's the whole point. Like, you can be as nervous. I was, I'm not an anxious person, per se. Yeah. Sure. I kind of let shit roll off my back. That's And when Teddy was born, all of a sudden, anxiety and nerves that I had never felt before in my life hit me. Like, to this day, when we're done recording this podcast, I will go upstairs, I will walk into his room, and I will make sure he's breathing. And he's... <laughs> Four and a half years old, and it's like it's still to this day. It's like something I just have to do. Like, is my kid okay? Like, I've got the air conditioner on upstairs because I'm baking, and I leave my door open. Like, that's stupid. I'm wasting energy. My room's not getting cold, but I'm <laughs> paranoid that yeah. my son across the hall, something's gonna happen. It's just, it's, but it's amazing, man. Congratulations. Like, I'm so happy for you. And we can do another one of these with whatever other questions you have. But we're running on an hour 20 minutes. I know, we're so. going long. But I, I was wanting, I wanted to touch on one last thing. Let's do it. Before, before we, we wrapped up. I know we're going long. But I do feel like oh. we just did a little bit of meat and potatoes right now. Absolutely. Um, it's fabulous. One of the things that you did point out, and this is not the thing that I want to do uh, talk about. But you did talk about. Uh, wanting your kid to be like a wrestler or if they wanted to be a swimmer or whatever like that, we kind of let like landed on a thing where we decided that we're going to just basically ultimatum the kid where it's like, I'm not going to make you do what I want you to do, but you have to do something. Okay. If you want to play baseball, you're going to play baseball and you're going to finish the season. And after the f- season's over, then it's like, Okay, do you want to play baseball again next season? No? You want to try basketball? Okay, we'll try basketball. Oh, you want to try art class instead? That's fine. You want to try acting? Okay, we'll do that. We'll go through You do a play from start to finish. You start it, you finish it, but then you decide from there. But you got to do something. You're not going to sit at home and do whatever. Um, That was one thing I wanted to point out. I wanted to get your two cents on it. But then the big thing, the really big thing that I wanted to end with was the kind of mentality that we have been trying to train ourselves oddly enough is that we're kind of trying to grasp the concept that a kid is not gonna it's the do as i say not as i do kind of the reverse where we are trying to prepare ourselves as parents to do the things that we want our kids to emulate so already i've been telling my wife when i swear smack me because i don't want my kids to swear like like i'm trying to get out of that habit as a parent of of experience right now, I'm no I'm asking you your observation if that would work. Do, does do you, do you see Teddy picking up any of your habits that you didn't in, that you didn't specifically teach him, but maybe that you do that he's just kind of imitating or replicate replicating? Do you see that affecting him, or am I training myself not to swear for no reason? Am I wasting well, my time? I haven't stopped swearing, <laughs> and neither has Carly. Um, uh, I think it's gotten to a point now, like today, I uh, I took a big stretch, and I sat there, and I was like, shit. And Teddy just looked at me, and he went, Daddy, why did you say that word? And I was like, I didn't say a word. He goes, you said an adult word, Daddy. You said a bad word. Why did you say that word? And I was like, well, the, the stretch felt good. And he was like, <laughs> And he was like, okay, and then that was it. Um, we have taught him adult words, like, 
you know, not we didn't teach him. No, we didn't teach him the words. We taught him the idea of. <laughs> oh, this, oh, oh, oh. This, this is, is the an word adult that mommy word. and daddy say that you don't say. This is an adult drink. You don't drink this. This is an adult drink. This no, is no an juice. adult word. Oh, uh, yeah, no, no juice. <laughs> <laughs> You're ignorant. Um, uh, I, I'm, I've lost my train of thought because we just focused on swearing. You, you taught him things that he's not supposed to do or have or... Oh, um, I, I mean... They're weird. They're little sponges, and they pick up on everything. It's it's really fucking cool to watch kids grow up and learn the things they learn. Now, I'm – my mom would hate it. She doesn't listen to this, so it doesn't matter. But, like, <laughs> Teddy Teddy does not swear. Okay. But he knows how to swear correctly, which I'm, <laughs> which I'm proud of. That's so, awesome. like – so he knows that it's not okay for him to say those things, right? Yeah. But at the same time, um, I think it was like a couple months ago, he was playing a game and he like lost a life and he was just like, ah, oh, shit. And I just looked at him and I was like, no, you don't say that word. And he looked at me and he's like, sorry, dad, I don't say that word. And then I like turned around and I'm like, <laughs> but he said it in the right context. That was pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, you know, but it's hard to think like kids are their own being right and they pick up from mom they pick up from dad and we're really lucky because teddy has a great daycare that he goes to and teddy's been going to daycare unfortunately because fuck this state um we didn't have well fuck this country uh we didn't have paid maternity leave so carly used her seven weeks of vacation slash sick time and then she went back to work so Teddy was six and a half weeks old when he started going to daycare. Um, And that's that's the tragic circumstances of the majority of mothers in this country. And something that I believe we are way behind on than the rest of the uh, fucking world. But anyway, so he went to daycare and Kelly has a really like strong... It's not like a daycare where you just, you know, she doesn't babysit my kid. She teaches my kid. So he learns things there and he learns things at home. Now, he has picked up, unfortunately, a (laughs) tendency to want to be on his tablet more than he should be. Ah. There there are parents who like to limit screen time. Yeah. Um, And I'm on the fence with it. uh, I've set a timer on his tablet for weeknights it turns off at eight o'clock like tablet goes to sleep um but my son has known one through a hundred and a b the abc's forward backward he can pick out the letters sure. since since he was two and a half um and now he's working on fucking math problems like addition problem not multiplication but addition um basic but he's fucking four you know what i mean yeah. um and like working in school systems now Kindergarten is not what kindergarten used to be. Like, they, when you sign your kid up for kindergarten, they're asking you about his reading level. (laughs) Like, they want to know what numbers, what letters, what basic words he knows. How, you know, it's higher is what you're saying. It's, it's pretty incredible. So, like, there's, there's the good and bad with the screen time, right? Like, it's teaching my son a lot, but at the same time, but then again, if you look at my kid and go, hey, you want to go outside and play? He's just like, fuck yeah. And he, like, 
he, he doesn't say fuck yeah. That's an adult <laughs> word. Um, but he, he'll run outside and play outside. Um, so that's, I think, the one thing out of everything, you know, him picking up anything. Like, it's just, it's kind of, you know, these fucking phones, man. It's yeah. just... I'm always on my phone, and it's a it's a problem. Like I'm. So you're scrolling. saying? Are you saying that you blame yourself for being on your phone so much that you think that he's emulating that? Is that what you're getting at? I think yeah. I think that he picked up. I mean the the Kindle's fucking cool, man. Like it's cool. Sure. And oh, I'm it, sure. I mean, don't get me wrong. Those things are designed to be addicting, and yeah. when you're that young, you are obviously susceptible to it. I don't I don't know if me being on my phone as much as I am is directly responsible for him wanting to be on the tablet, but I'm not going to sit there and say that it has no bearing on it because I, you know, I think I do. And like, you know, I'll sit down and play blocks with him, you know, and I tr- I've tried playing dinosaurs with him. And, you know, don't don't think that my son is on his tablet 24/7 cuz he's not. There and you know, he's better than me because he'll put that sucker down and all of a sudden start running around our house and being like, I'm bomb man. He puts his cape and his mask on and runs around, you know, and you know, he'll like creepily whisper to his imaginary friends that really creeps me out and scares me. Um, <laughs> that's gonna be the dad cast for October. What <laughs> creepy things do kids do? <laughs> he uh, he loves music, he likes dancing, um, and he loves like. You know, these little, I mean, it's screen time, but, like, he'll walk away from his tablet and watch a cartoon with me or a movie, or he'll watch me play a video game if I have my video game going. So he, you know, he's well-rounded. Like, he does a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, we, I haven't pushed him to do, like, like, he won't ride a tricycle, and I haven't pushed it. And maybe I missed the boat or waited too long, but, like, he won't do it. He won't pedal a tricycle. He won't sit on a swing. He likes to Superman on a swing, but he will not sit on a swing. Um, So there's like weird little phobias that he's developing, but I don't think that has anything to do with like what I am or am not doing. I just, it's him being him. It's just, you know, my mom wants to bring him to a theme park. She wants to bring him to Santa's village and storybook land up in New Hampshire. And I'm just like, ma, he can't even go on a merry-go-round without fucking losing his mind. So I don't know what we're, she's like, Oh, your dad's going to ride it with him. And I'm like, I don't think it'll make a difference, but we can try. You know, and me and Carly are both pussies when it comes to amusement parks, but we haven't, like, we haven't, like, pushed that on him. We've never been to an amusement park. So, like, I don't know. We'll see. He's just now starting to get comfortable with pools, which is cool, Um, but we've only had him in little kiddie pools this summer. I haven't brought him into a big pool. Brought him is not a real word. Um, Yeah, I haven't brought him into a real pool this summer, so we'll see how that works. But, um, you know, like, I don't know how much, like, I guess the, the best sense is just me having a foul mouth. I always have a foul mouth. Um, Carly has cut her, Carly's cut her swearing down a little bit. Um, you know, and there's the moment, like, there's a moment when they're one and a half to two and a half where they're just parroting you. And if you slip up and say fuck, they will say fuck over and over and over again. But at the same time, there is a point where you can teach them that fuck is an adult word you don't get to say that word and all of a sudden he's like oh okay and he's and you know i don't stop myself from swearing at all i just don't and when i do say a swear word teddy will just be like why'd you say that word and i'll be like i was angry at that guy for honking his horn at me and he'll be like okay (laughs) 
<laughs> so so he's he's learning how to use the words and i'm sure when he's like 13 years old just like i was when i was 13 i swore throughout middle school and high school um I, not around teachers but like to be cool around my friends and he'll probably be the same way so he's training to to use the words appropriately but he's just not allowed to take the safety off the gun yet is what you're he, saying <laughs> he will not he will not be like one of those kids in like what was it good boys where they're just riding their bikes and they're just like no no what was it um What's the one uh, stand by me when they're when they're walking and they're just like shit, fuck. No wait, nope. It was a uh, big fish. Now I know which one I was thinking of when they're going well, to see the witch in the woods. I was one of those dorks in like fourth grade that when like we were on the playground and then I like I wouldn't swear because like as we pointed out, my mother's uber religious and it was like <laughs> crazy and I was always afraid she was gonna find out. But like I was in fourth grade and then like I would get fucking hassled by kindergartners who were cursing at me and calling me a pussy and it was like you can't say that i can't say that like so i yeah that's very interesting but you just you've just inceptioned me though because now i know i i walk around with my hands glued to my phone and now i'm starting to wonder whether or not that's a habit i'm gonna have to break because i don't want my kid to do that (laughs) Yeah, it's yeah. um. She's happy about that because she's been trying to get me to break that habit for years because well, she I wants mean, attention. But it's the it's wife is the wife is nodding her head behind me, folks who can't see. It's getting worse and worse every generation. You know what I mean? And like I work in a high school now. Uh, whenever we get back to school, and it is incredible to see how they are in the cafeteria because it, there's a table of ten kids. Yeah. And they're all sitting there on their phones. And, you know, it's like, it's just the way of, you know, it's the way it is. They're they're sitting at a table with their friends, texting other friends that are in a classroom. Yeah. And it's it's incredible. And, like, in my brain right now, like, that's one of the most, ang- like, I'm sitting here like, I don't want to get my son a cell phone until he's 16 and driving a car. And, like, in my... Oh. Uh... Nothing. My wife was pointing out that kids don't uh, do they don't do this anymore. Oh, no, they hold it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She was pointing that out. I think what you're bringing up is going to be because we I know we have to wrap this up. Uh, that's a whole nother podcast of dads and dealing with social media <laughs> and our kids. But at the same time, I'm going to leave I'm going to leave the listeners with this thought. Yes, we need to kind of because I'm thinking about it right now. We need to limit how much our kids are on phones and tablets and computers and stuff. But at the same time, those are the fucking jobs of the future, man. Like I remember being in art school when they when the headhunters came to to art college, private art college, they were not there for the kids who could draw on canvas with paint and oil and acrylic. They were there for the digital artists who knew how to code and knew how to use a Wacom and all that kind of stuff. So at the same time, it's like you don't want your kid to be a zombie that's plugged into the matrix. But at the same time, the earlier you can teach them how to do that crap, the better they're going to get at it as they grow up, the better job prospects. So that's that's a, yeah. a, a scale that we're going to have to have way as parents. It's impressive to see Teddy play certain games because you're just like, I can't fucking believe that you already have the dexterity, like video game dexterity. Motor skill to and all that. handle yeah. that. Yeah. Um, he still can't do NES Nintendo and loses his mind when he falls down a pit. <laughs> um, but like, Good. but. But the like old fing- man is me is like good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like finger, like games that you play with your finger, like moving people along, you know, with he's getting pretty good at. It's it's pretty crazy. But anyway, um, so yeah, 
congratulations. And Thanks. you too, Elijah. I hope you're feeling well. Much better than I have been. Much Good. How, how's how's your boobs? <laughs> They're oh, big, dude. They're so big. <laughs> um. So anyway, congrats, Jow. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um. I I I mean, folks. I know this was a long one, but. Fuck it. This is what DadCast is all about. We sit here and we talk, and, and that's that. So uh, if you've got a problem with it, you can uh, hit me up at FNCultured the podcast on Facebook or at FNCultured on Twitter. <laughs> um, but this has been fun, Jow. I'm glad I'm glad you could come on here and talk. Um, I'm glad I get to be a part of this now, because now that even though I'm kind of dark, although to be honest with you, I've been considering making a comeback already. Just because I don't, we don't know what's gonna be going on with Rick, because you know he's got the newborn and he's got he's got new dad responsibilities, so he might not always be there. He's totally so, not listening to this episode, but Rick, I love you. Yeah, Kayla, we, we I love, love you. you. Rick. We love you guys. Uh, well, I mean, this weekend's a good time to come back because we're doing a fermented fruit on Ready to Rumble, um, mm. for my birthday. Uh, I put a, <laughs> I put. A, I put a poll out. I was like, I love these four bad movies. Which one should we do for my birthday? And uh, Major Pain came in second. Um, but I'm saving I'm saving Major Pain because neither Eric or Rick have seen it. Jesus. Um, and I don't think Griff has seen it either. So That's like I really I want I want all of us to be like the original <laughs> crew to be able to sit down and enjoy that. So That's... ready ready to rumble one. So if you're interested in becoming undark again, we're doing that this weekend. All right. And we get to talk about wrestling, which is always fun. But then I also get to be on DadCasts as you want me. And we get to do Baby Jow Watch now. Baby Jow Watch. Woo! Very excited. It's almost We're almost saying Jawa. Um, but anyway, we would be glad to have you back. I'm glad you're back. So for this week's Effin' Cultured slash DadCast 2... Thank you for joining us. Hit us up on social media. Please rate and share this episode. Listen to our back catalog. Um, you know, we're doing this as an outlet, but a decent amount of work goes into it. And, you know, we're, we're, we're putting our time and love into this. So we would love for uh, people to be able to enjoy it. It's amazing how many people I talk to. They're like, wait, you get drunk and talk about movies? I'm like, yeah. And I've posted it on Facebook a bunch. <laughs> and you know what? And I don't. I don't want to get long-winded. And I know we are already crazy long. Yeah, but I do want to. I do want to throw this out there for anybody who's listening. Like, there's things on this podcast that we talk about that I know a lot of people think about and are afraid to say. And I know I cannot be the only dad who's, you know, like, like, like we got into the talk about, you know, uh, uh, having a gay kid. I know there's a lot of dads who have those thoughts who are probably, you know, a little concerned about voicing them because they don't want to be labeled as a, a homophobe or something like that, that might be worried about the same thing I was worried about. So throw it out there and then yeah. maybe they'll listen to it and maybe they'll take it away. And because like as somebody who's coming from that, Bobby gave wonderful advice that has made me feel a thousand times better as, as a, as a parent to be, about my ability to to take care of my kids. So you never know who you're hooking up when you when you just hit that share button and you talk about a little bit what what we talk about. So you know, even if you don't relate to it, you could be helping out uh, another father, another mother, it doesn't matter. You know, hit that share button. Bobby's not just doing this for fun. It's it's beneficial to people, man. Yeah, and if you want to if you want to talk to us on Dadcast, we would love to hear your story and your, you know, the story of 
being pregnant, of your of your wife giving birth, and you you know bringing up that kid. We would love to hear it. I I think it's awesome. The left tackles of the family world should be able to share their stories. With that, ladies and gentlemen, I am Bobby. I've been Jow. New Daddy Jow. New Daddy Jow. <laughs> this has been Dadcast 2. Have a lovely week and go F yourselves. Better, <laughs> <laughs>